Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm Kate. And I'm Allison. And we are the Itty Bitty Wedding Wedding Committee. Committee. (laughs) Hey, we might have gotten that one. Good job, us. Yeah, we nailed it. (laughs) Totally. So, hello, everybody. How are you on this beautiful Wednesday morning when we're dropping this episode? Hope everyone's doing fabulous since they can't answer our question. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for an answer and I will stay quiet until I get it. I hope people talk to like actually talk to us when they listen to the show. I do that when I listen to podcasts. Sometimes I have conversations oh, yeah. with the podcast like they can actually hear me. <laughs> I do that. I just talk to TV and movies more about when something is a weird plot hole and someone yeah. shouldn't be doing something. Like then I, I did definitely... that today. Nice. Yeah, I was watching The Parent Trap and because, you know, I love that movie. Um, (laughs) And you know the part where the girls put the beds of the other girls on top of their, like, cabin? Like, when they're, like, beefing with each other? And I'm like, how the hell did they get those beds up on the roof of the cabin? Like, you mean to tell me that, like, five 11-year-old girls were able to, like, do that? I'm not buying it. They do CrossFit. (laughs) Totally doing CrossFit. It's working. (laughs) Like, that's not realistic. I don't even remember that movie that well. And I also mix it up because I grew up watching the Haley Mills one back mm-hmm. from, I think, the 60s. And then when the Lindsay Lohan one came out, I didn't like it as much because I felt yeah, like it was stepping on my turf. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think you're talking about the Lindsay Lohan one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I think in the, Haley, in the Haley Mills one, I remember, um, doesn't someone cut the back of somebody's dress? Or something like that, or someone's something so. with scissors and a dress, like someone's dress. The, I think so. And there's also the "Let's get together, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah that song, mm-hmm. I which remember is kind of catchy. Yeah, you'll never forget. It's so catchy. Yeah, I think they have in the Lindsay Lohan version. They have her singing, like humming the song to herself, like in a scene, like just for a few seconds. And oh it's my like, God, you know, this if movie. you know, you know. I know. I'm like sadly, it's sad. I watch it like at least like twice a month. <laughs> Well, okay, I I have opinions about the parents in that movie. One, I can't watch the adult, like the adult, the the newer parent trap now just Mm -hmm. because it bums me out that the mom is Liam Neeson's wife who died. And I didn't know she was married to Liam Neeson. That makes me sad. Natasha Richardson, right? I didn't know that she was married to Liam Neeson, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's a bummer because... I just, I don't want Liam Neeson to be sad and it makes yeah. me sad. By I did not know that. Like if you would have told, like if you would have like lined up like famous, like British men in a lineup, I don't, I don't think he'd be the one that I would have picked for her. For sure. Yeah. I'm almost positive that was her. And then the I dad, Peter Gallagher, right? No, um, Dennis Who's Quaid. Dad? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. You know why I thought that though? Because the comment still stands. There are a few people who I think look like they have newborn kitten eyes mm-hmm. i think dennis quaid what? has that and i think peter is that Gallagher a good thing or a bad thing i don't know i don't know how to describe <laughs> it but i think there are some people who look like lions some people mm-hmm. who look like frogs some people look like cats everyone knows that one but some people look mm-hmm. like newborn kittens there are a couple of men who look like newborn kittens oh and some women look like puffins that's scary so that's what do I look like? Today. I hope I don't look like a puffin. I'll no, take anything look, else except for a puffin. You don't look like anything. Most people don't look like anything. Like frog, I know it's because they have really big, wide set eyes. And I mm-hmm. actually think that's a nice look. So frog to me is not an insult. And then 
lion is usually something I like, about, like, like something of like, someone's like very, jaw like, and their nose. features. Not, it's like, it's like their, their nose is a little like turned up maybe in a little wide mm-hmm. and also like their jaw is set a certain way. And then I think someone looks like a lion. And why, why are we talking about this? This is actually what the podcast is going to be today. Yeah, that's all it is anymore. So uh, yeah, if you want to hear what animals people look like, but I can't describe why they look like those animals, uh, stay tuned. I'm going in for the next hour. Oh God, a puffin. That's so scary. Puffins are not cute. I mean, they're no, cute no. as a whole, but when you look so, at just their faces, they're kind of scary looking. Women who look like puffins are actually very pretty, I think. So women who look like puffins, <laughs> it means they have like a very, they have very high set cheeks, but they also mm-hmm. don't have very defined cheeks. So it's all kind of rounded. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they usually have like a slightly curved, but very nice and not, not especially big nose. So there's, who looks like a puffin? There's an actor on Law and Order who looks like a puffin. She's not a main Which character. Law and She's like one Regular of the attorneys. I think she appears in more than one, but I definitely know she's an SVU. Casey Novak Ooh. almost looks like a puffin, but that's Ooh. not the one I'm talking about. An attorney uh, on SVU. I'm gonna look into this because I love SVU. Yeah. yeah. I went to high school with a girl who looks like a puffin. Does that help? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. I wish I I wanna look this lady up actually, and I'm yeah. going to try that's all this podcast is anymore um let's see svu attorney act is she does she have red hair no it's not it's like some random other lady it's Hmm. she's a major side character it's not cabot it's not oh god this is gonna kill me it's really gonna bother me there's gotta be like a way that we can like narrow this down I'm Googling women who look like puffins to see if I'm the only person who has ever thought of this. Uh, okay, I am the only person who has ever thought of this because there oh, is no, literally the nothing else. So yeah, I, I Googled women who look like puffins. Nothing comes up. But I, I know what I'm list. talking about. It's something about like the cheek structure. And you said and she does not have and, red like, hair. The eyes. Hmm. No, it's not Casey Novak. It's... Should we leave all this in? Sure, why not? <laughs> I'll send you the list that I found and you can tell me who it is on this list. Cause I found a nice little list of attorneys that show up on SVU. Um, uh, okay. Okay, let's see. Is it in the chat in Zoom? No, I found it on my phone. Um, but we'll come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, the topic of today's episode is kids and weddings. And this was Yay! a listener request. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. We're super excited. I feel like this is one of those things that comes up in a lot of people's planning process when they're trying to figure out their guest list. And I feel like sometimes like for some couples, like it might just happen where it's like both sides might not really have a ton of kids or like there are kids, but they're like older. So they're not really considered kids. But then there's like other couples mm-hmm. where it's like, one cup, one half of the couple or both people in the, that are going to walk down the aisle. Um, they might both have like families with like tons of kids. And in that situation, it's like, okay, well, we can't like, how do we do this? How do we figure this out? How do we, you know, who do we involve? Who do we incorporate? Who's invited? Who's not invited? So we're here to just make it 
a little bit easier to navigate when you're thinking about how to tackle the topic of kids at your wedding. Yes. So how do you get through this without hurt feelings and still getting the wedding you want? Uh, I'm trying to look up the person who suggested Yes, yes. Let's shout them out. So I can give I have an image of them in my mind from the screenshot of the message. But that doesn't help. Ooh, so her name is Ellen Bridge is her name. So thank you, Ellen, Ellen. for this awesome topic. Um, Thank you so much. And sounds like she has a ton of kids. (laughs) to incorporate I think a really good and we'll I think we'll get into that last really like how Mm -hmm. do you literally incorporate them with a role in the day or part of the ceremony but in a broader sense if you are a person who knows a person with kids and you may or may not invite them to a wedding how do you figure all that out so how do you do this and get through it without major hurt feelings I think that some of the things you'll want to consider are first your venue capacity so kids count toward your total And if you can only have 100 people and you know 95 adults and there are like 20 extra kids, that might be a reason to make it a no kids wedding. And it doesn't mean if you're having a no kids wedding that you don't like kids or that you are some evil witch who doesn't want any children around ruining your special day. That's not what it is. Sometimes it's just a capacity issue or a budget issue because sure yeah. kids aren't drinking alcohol one will hope uh, but they're still they're they're counting toward a meal and toward mm-hmm. rentals and toward the headcount at your space yeah yeah and I feel like one of the things that you kind of have to think about and if you have a solid vendor team and if you have a planner wink wink um, this is definitely <laughs> something that you should discuss with them and ask them but one thing to consider is like, how are you defining kids when you're thinking about, do I invite kids to my wedding or do I allow, am I allowing kids at my wedding? And so there's different levels to kids. And I feel like different vendors kind of interpret the term kids or children differently. So don't make any assumptions, always ask. But for me, like, you know, when I think of kids at weddings, I think of someone who is going to fill a seat, who is going to sit in a chair and who is going to eat a meal. So if they are old enough to sit in a chair by themselves and they're old enough to have their own meal, that is considered a kid. Now, if we're talking like baby babies, that's kind of a gray area. If it's a newborn, I'm probably not going to count that as a kid because one, they're probably not going to need, you're not going to pay for a plate for a newborn and they're probably going to be with their parent being held. So they're not filling a seat or a chair. Um, whereas with toddlers, that's when you kind of get into the gray area because, you know, they're at the age where they can actually, they might still need a booster seat, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but they'll also probably need some sort of like their own meal. Um, so those are just some things to kind of think about. Um, the other thing to think about too, is if you're, your venue, or if you're working with a caterer, how they handle meals for kids. Um, a lot of times the age cutoff will be 12 and under or like 13 and under yes. um, as far as like a quote unquote kids meal. So if you say I have five kids coming to my wedding and like three of them are 16, though they're not getting like a 16 year old is not eating a kid's meal. They're probably going to get the same meal that the adults are eating and they're just not going to be drinking alcohol. Um, which is a question that I used to get a lot, (laughs) which is why I threw that in there. Um, So that's also something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. And I, I think really when we're talking about this, that's more from the vendor logistics perspective Mm -hmm. and just how does this all factor in and play with your budget or your plans Uh, from a 
social perspective when we're figuring out where to cut kids off. I have found that usually we do need a firm age cutoff and not something like, oh, but little babies can come because then people will say, well, why can't my three-year-old come? Why can't my five-year-old come? And there could be hurt feelings and just a lot of stress and difficult communication across the board. So I think that when you're figuring out, first of all, let's say you want kids at your wedding, which not everyone does, and that's totally fine, but you want kids at the wedding and you're just trying to figure out how can I make this work and achieve the event I want and make people happy overall. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking, I typically for me, like what I think of as a kid is like someone 12 or under. And after that, sure, teenagers are teenagers. That's the, that's its own thing. (laughs) But uh, to me, kids are like people who really need a lot of attending to. And with them, one of the things you can think about with a cutoff is, are you going to do maybe immediate families kids only like your own kids or your yeah, siblings kids mm-hmm. or your your wedding party's kids usually not the wedding party that starts to balloon but that's one of the ways people do it another way people do it is they have an age cut off so kids under five aren't invited but kids over five are or mm-hmm. sometimes vice versa and just depending you know maybe you are like okay well don't separate yourself from your little baby but a five-year-old can get a sitter yeah. I would say it's more common, though, to have um, an age cutoff where kids over a certain age are welcome, but kids under aren't. And then you can also think about timing. So maybe kids are invited to ceremony and cocktail hour, maybe dinner, but then they should get out of there for the dancing, which honestly, mm-hmm. I think is a good idea anyway. And that's naturally, typically how it goes, yeah. just because otherwise they're pooped out sleeping on a chair for the last two hours of the <laughs> event. And, you know, what's the point? Yeah. So a lot of parents will just naturally have a plan to get the kids the hell out of Dodge at a certain point. Yeah. But I think a nice way to do this is to just consider like, are we limiting what level, (laughs) what level of kid, you know, by our immediate family's kids only or my own kids only, or are we opening it up in general to more kids and how do we communicate that either way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, communication is interesting. Um, I think, and we've mentioned this a lot with other topics, um, when you're communicating with guests, be straightforward and be direct and try to take out as much guesswork as you possibly can for your guests um, so that they know where you stand, know where your expectations are so they can plan accordingly. So I think with kids, and I don't know, you can tell me how you feel about this too, Kate. Um, One of the biggest things to do especially if you're like saying like no kids like if you're planning to have like no children and you're trying to communicate this um I definitely and especially if you have you know a fair amount of family who probably have kids um I think it would be smart to communicate that very early on um is that tacky to put that on the save the date (laughs) like save the date and then in tiny fine print we don't plan on having any or whatever the communication is um so I think it's important to do it on the save the date the same way you do on the invitations, which is only address the save the date to the adult who's invited. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's no guesswork and I'll, I'll get into that in a bit, but I think the wedding website is the number one way to communicate this. Just a note about mm-hmm. in the FAQs and another spot, like, while we love your kids, we just simply don't have the capacity to invite all kids to this wedding. And you can pair that with recommendations for childcare. 
Yeah. And we'll get into the childcare stuff too in a bit, but mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, having it on the wedding website for sure, having it in print for sure. Cause again, you don't want to assume that everyone is going to, you know, be on a computer and reading your wedding website. Um, so I would say don't blindside your guests by letting them know that there are not going to be kids allowed, like too late in the game, like definitely communicate that early, um, for sure. Um, and then do you want to go ahead and get into just addressing the guests sure. in general? Yeah. So <laughs> sure. And which is, this should be, honestly, this should be its own episode <laughs> because I like, the, I feel like yes. we get a lot of questions about this, but one of way, guest addressing. Yeah. Like one way to indicate whether, you know, another step that you can take, I wouldn't solely rely on this step, but definitely include this in your communication with how you're handling children is when you're doing your invites and you're addressing the envelopes. If there is a Robertson person who you're inviting and it's a married couple with, with children, you can say the Robertson family or Mr. and Mrs. Robinson and family so that they know that in addition to the parents, their children or their household is also allowed. Um, And then if you're not going to be inviting their children, then you would just address it to Mr. and Mrs. Robinson. Exactly. And And if you want to be very specific, (laughs) because they Mm -hmm. will ask typically, Mm -hmm. you also on your RSVP can indicate specific names for them to Mm -hmm. assign a meal selection to, or you can indicate the specific number of people. So you can write in two. And that way, there's no guesswork. Some people, I'm sorry to say, You'll are still, still going they'll to get still ask. <laughs> They'll try. They'll try. But then you have a much better starting place to politely decline and say, I'm so sorry. We just don't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. We would really love for you to be there. Check our wedding website for sources on childcare. Yes. Yeah. And it, it doesn't need to be a big involved conversation. This is your wedding. You don't need to really justify yourselves. But I do find that we just don't have the capacity is a great way to go. And yeah. that doesn't mean it's the venue capacity. That also means it's the capacity of your budget. So yeah. financial capacity is a thing. Yeah, you are spending extra money for every single person who comes into the wedding. And with COVID, sometimes there are I shouldn't say body count because that sounds terrible, but there are, (laughs) (laughs) there are, there are count restrictions on people Mm -hmm. and babies count as people. So uh, that's, I think something people are a little more aware of these days. Yeah. Now, one thing with the invitations, I think that's a really, really solid starting point, but beyond that, you're going to want to consider those childcare options. So the simplest thing that you can do if you don't plan to host childcare is just to find some resources, you know, at the different hotels where you have blocks, you can list that information about do they have childcare options through the hotel. And you can also set up a reference list for a company or referral for Mm -hmm. a company. So locally, I have some babysitting services that I use that are licensed and bonded and insured and background check their people. So you can set people up for success that way. And they feel like you're considering their needs and being gracious Mm -hmm. hosts. So that can eliminate some hurt feelings, or you can actually book childcare services and that can go two ways. Uh, The, the obvious one, if the kids are not invited, or if you just find it simpler, is to have something hosted at, say, the main hotel. 
So in this case, you would still need to get a count of the approximate number of kids so they can get a solid count of the number of sitters they need. And you can just have a designated room for that and provide some meals and really let it be a nice little service where from X time in the beginning of the day to X time at the end of the night, there will be a sitting service for you and you can come and pick up your kid before this time at the end of the night and bring them back to your room. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's really helpful. Uh, if you do plan to have kids at the wedding, you can also consider hosting childcare on site at the wedding, which I've done yeah. many times. And there are definite perks to that. So it means the kids can join the party to some extent, but as the night goes on, we have them in a separate room. We didn't need to get a new centerpiece for their table and all the fix-ins. And they just get to do their thing and color with their crayons and play their games. And the parents can go off and drink and have a good time in the other room, but check in on them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen too, like whether it's like a separate room or like if the venue allows like just like a separate area with like you know, things to keep the kids busy with like little snacks and like coloring things. And so they have like their own little nook to be busy while the parents enjoy themselves. (laughs) Yes. And this does certainly take some extra communication and planning. It's not like you Mm -hmm. can just get a local high schooler and be like, Hey, show up. You know, you really do need to communicate to people (laughs) that this service is being provided as an option for them and Mm -hmm. get a sense of how many people you think will take advantage because you don't want to overbook for your number of sitters or your time. And at the same time, you don't want to have one sitter and then 15 kids in the same room because, oh oh boy, yeah, you're you're in for a treat. And your sitter will also say, hey, I actually can't do this. This is past my maximum. So it does take more planning and more communication, but that can be a really nice thing if you are planning to have kids at your wedding. Yeah. And then of course there's the in-between option where it's like, you're not saying completely no kids, but you're not necessarily saying yes, all the kids where you're, some kids might be invited and how Mm -hmm. you go about handling that situation. Um, And in situations like that, like I've normally seen where, you know, it's majority, no children allowed. And the children that are allowed to attend, they're usually um, participating in some way, like they have some yes. sort of role in the wedding, whether that's the flower girl or flower person or the ring bearer or whatever the case may be. So in situations like that, where, you know, there might be some kids allowed. Exactly. That's what I see a lot of where we don't have 30 kids at the event in total, but we do have mm-hmm. maybe three or four because they had a role in the day and they might be nieces or nephews or godchildren. They're usually kids who are closer to the couple getting married. Mm -hmm. And I think in those cases, we still need to do a little work to plan around that. And sometimes, you know, some distant aunt might make a fuss that she didn't get to bring her three kids, but that's when you do get to say, I'm so sorry, we just, we didn't have the capacity because if everyone got to bring their kids, we would have been way beyond what we can manage. Mm -hmm. So you can still graciously, you know, cut that off because there is a very clear delineation and like it wasn't just this aunt being targeted. It wasn't just this friend being targeted who was told, no, you can't bring your kid. It's nobody, unless we are very, very closely, like unless we're getting this kid in the event, something goes wrong with the parents. We are not allowing this kid here. That's just the rule across the board. So I think with this, um, I totally forgot where I was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Okay. I did have something. So 
yeah, it's those few close kids and you still need to plan for them. So you need to get yes. them the kids meals. Also pro tip, make sure if you have a bar package, they are removed from the bar count because yes. I can practically guarantee you any venue with a bar package is not going to ask, oh, how many 16 year olds are there? So we can take them out of the liquor package and just give them a mixer package. Right. You need to volunteer that information. So make sure you're tracking that and communicating that. Uh, but you know, like Allison said, the kids get a vendor meal or a vendor meal. They get a kid's meal and they'll mm-hmm. usually get that. So this is a common question. They'll typically get that when the adults get their salad. So the mm-hmm. kids aren't being forced to wait for 45 minutes or whatever it is to get their entree. They'll get that very quickly because, hey, kids get crabby. We all know it. Yes. I mean, I get crabby when I don't get my grilled yeah. cheese. So. <laughs> yeah. Can I please yeah. just get kids meal service for my entree too? Right. It's like, oh, that grilled <laughs> cheese looks so good. It's always grilled cheese for me. I don't know why. <laughs> mm, I always, I, I don't even eat a lot of meat, but I do love seeing the kids chicken tenders because they look so good. And I think they that's just good. the part. It's the first real food I see in that part mm-hmm. of the night when I'm getting really hungry. So everything looks good. <laughs> yes. So I just really need those chicken tenders. That's so funny. So, um, but yeah, that was a good right. tip. Um, so obviously like kids meals, they do not cost the same as everyone else's meals. Same for the beverages. Like Kate said, mm-hmm. um, they'll usually, um, you'll just be charged for like the mixer packages, meaning just like juice, soda, water, they won't be filled for alcohol. Cause I would hope that there would be no children drinking alcohol at your wedding. Um, so those are good common questions to ask. Um, and then we mentioned also, um, like booster seats. So if you feel like there might be someone in attendance that might need one, just ask your venue or ask the caterer that you're working with. And if they don't have one on site, they can rent one for you. Um, there's might be an additional cost. So be prepared for that. Yeah. Don't be like, Hey, do you by chance have a, no, it's not a restaurant. So they're probably just not going to don't assume that they're just going to have, you know, one or two booster seats, just like on deck ready, just in case, um, definitely Mm -hmm. communicate that in advance. Um, what else from a logistics standpoint? Ooh, um, this would be a great segue for handling, um, which I, it sounds terrible. It sounds like you like hired a monkey, but you know, like sometimes yes. children need handling, especially when they're involved in, you know, the wedding in some way. Yes. So how do you deal with, you know, the, like you were saying, Kate, or you had mentioned, um, like at the rehearsal and, you know, what if they don't want to do their role or they're fussy or they don't want to carry their basket with the flowers, like logistics. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a thing. <laughs> it's so yeah, there are, there are several things to consider when you're incorporating kids into the day. I think that roles for kids that are pretty minimal and don't put a lot of pressure on them are best. Um, I know mm-hmm. that sometimes there might be, maybe it's your daughter and she's 10, and you want to give her the maid of honor title. Great. Give her the maid of honor title, but make it very clear, like, these are the things she is doing, and then have a matron of honor or something like that with someone with a different title so she doesn't get her feelings hurt. But for Mm. the love of God, don't actually expect this child to somehow be the maid of honor, to give a speech, to do what have you, even a young teenager. I mean, it's it's a lot for a kid that age. So I think it's really important to kind of meet the kids where they're at. And they're probably a little shy. They're probably a little self-conscious or a little confused about what's going on. So the more you can give them a very clear, delineated, and pretty minimal role, I think that's better. I think it also 
if you are incorporating a kid in your wedding party, I think the junior designation is really good. So junior bridesmaid, junior groomsman. Um, that way there is no weirdness surrounding, okay, this child obviously isn't coming on the bachelorette party. Right. It's a more limited <laughs> role. So yeah. I, I think that could be a really helpful way to clarify to them, like, yes, they're so special to you. They're so important. You can still do a big ask and make a big deal and get them cool flowers and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. you do have that distinction where, okay, you're you're definitely very special and you're very important, but here's exactly what you're doing. And it's more of a reduced role, which is better for a kid to bite off most of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even with kids who have those more small traditional roles, like a flower girl or a ring bearer, obviously I'm being very gendered with this, but we have kids all over the map who are tossing flowers and bringing the ring. In my mind, who cares? You know, do you do what's best for the kids and for what they're into? But I think even with that at the rehearsal, a lot of the time that's where we might get a meltdown if we're going to yes. get one. <laughs> You've seen this too? I have seen this. Yeah. And oh, it's because sometimes. there's just so much pressure on them. And it's the first mm-hmm. time they're getting to experience this. So whereas with adults, the rehearsal is nice because it eases anxiety. The rehearsal can be really daunting for kids because it's the first time they're realizing like, oh, wow, everyone's looking at me. What am I doing? Yeah, I have to do so, a thing now. Exactly. So my recommendation is like, first of all, I never require in any way that a little kid comes to the rehearsal. If the parents feel like they can make it and they've had their nap and they think they'll be into it, great. Otherwise, we're just going to go for it day of and we'll do what the kid can handle emotionally because the last thing I want is to freak them out so much at the rehearsal if they're feeling shy that now they get all worked up on the wedding day too. Yeah, and then it's like, you've got a traumatized child on your hands, which we do not want. (laughs) Yes, I think it's super cute when they cry all the way down the aisle, but that's Mm -hmm. never what I actually want. (laughs) Yeah. So with that, I mean, Allison, do you do you tend to try to make it as just fun and easy for the kids as possible? Just oh yeah, for sure. Things? Yeah. I just love to make it light and fun for them. Like still make them feel like they're important and feel like they're being included. Um, but you definitely don't want to force the situation. Um, I always like to come up with a plan, like a backup plan or a contingency plan, like with the parents, like, you know, just in case, you know, someone gets shy and doesn't want to walk down the aisle or they have a meltdown mm-hmm. right before they're supposed to do their thing. Like, and just having some sort of contingency plan in place. So that way, you know, if for some reason someone has a meltdown, you know, it's not a big deal. And we have a backup plan in place to kind of cover for yeah. that. If that happens. Yes, I totally agree. It's always good to have a backup and have just multiple steps in place. Like you said, yeah. so, all right, the kid's feeling great. They're doing this. We practice. They know that I'm going to walk like this with this person and I'll walk this fast. And then I hand this to this person at the end. And then I go sit with my dad who's seated on the aisle because when I plan, I always make sure I'm assigning yes. a parent who's already up front who can kind of coax the kids down. Yeah. It's like, it's like them easily. Yeah. It's like one person on one end to send them down and the next person at, yes. the, at the end waiting to catch them. <laughs> Yes. So you definitely need some of that. And Mm -hmm. you also will just want to consider like, Hey, if it's a little one, they're possibly going to get nervous and start crying or not go the right way and toddle off somewhere else. Honestly, that's like my favorite, like 
the cutest thing oh, ever yeah. is when they're walking and they just like, oh, I'm just, I'm actually going to go over here for a second. And they just like kind of like veer off in a different direction. Oh yeah. So I had two cute. little boys try to just toddle off down a main street in Chicago. Oh my God. <laughs> they, they were so cute. And the older one was trying so hard to be responsible. Aww. And he was just, he practiced and he was so careful and so conscientious. And then when the time actually came for him to go out the way we had practiced and to make the turn where he saw everyone else making the turn, he just, his brain just like flipped a switch and he was like, nope, I am not doing that anymore. And he just toddles off with this little like two-year-old, his two-year-old brother. And they just start walking down, walking straight down State Street in Chicago. No big deal. Just by everybody. They walk right past where everyone is watching them in this gateway and they just keep going and I had to go grab them back. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So it's like, let's go on an adventure kids. right now. It's <laughs> like even adults are tough to wrangle, let alone small children. So just mm-hmm. know that something might go wrong and that's fine. Uh, and if honestly, there should always be that out for the kid. If the kid just gets too overwhelmed, don't force it. I don't care if it's a one-year-old. I don't care if it's a 13-year-old. If it feels like too much for them, yeah, nothing should be riding on a child so much on your wedding day that something about the day is actually ruined if they don't follow through with their duties because yeah. that is just that's too much pressure for a child yeah so if they get shy totally fine no big deal we'll just we'll back off we'll let them do what works for them and they don't have to do that little song they had been going to do or whatever yeah. you had planned for them yeah because that's kids uh also Allison. Yes. Do you feel like, <laughs> do you feel like giving the ring bearer the ring is not a great idea? It has to be secure on something. Like, that's my thing. Like, if you're like, if you have a ring bearer that's going to carry rings, like, don't have them be loose. You know what I mean? Like, have them, oh, if no. they're going to get carried in like a box or if they're going to be on like a little pillow, just make sure the rings are secured on whatever that thing is or inside that box. So that way, if it gets dropped or whatever the case may be, the rings themselves are fine. Um, I think if it's, you know, and I think it also depends on the age. Like if this is like a two-year-old, I would probably like (laughs) maybe not do that and maybe just have the adult on at the end of the aisle or the best man or whoever wants to hold them just already have them. And then you can have the tiny person carrying, you know, a little box that looks like there might be rings in it, Mm -hmm. but maybe there's actually no rings in it. It still has the same effect. You know, it's not going to be any less special if the ring bearer isn't actually carrying any rings. Um, So I'm, I'm a little more hard light on this than you are. So I really, really, really don't like, and unless a client really insists like, Hey, this seven-year-old, he's got it. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, I don't like giving the real rings to children. I prefer to give them dummy rings. So mm-hmm. that's just, you know, we'll, we'll tie plastic rings into the ring yeah. pillow or we won't give them any rings at all. And it's just a symbolic walk. I get very concerned about giving thousands of dollars worth of little yeah. delicate jewelry to a child and just duct tape um, it to their chest don't do that well and you you need to be very careful too so definitely don't hand if you are giving them the real rings don't hand it to them anytime in advance make sure there's a plan for this is what we do we hand Mm -hmm. it to them right before they walk and then they hand it right to this other person but I mean, even giving a little kid the rings and then they go to the bathroom and something falls into the toilet and they I don't trust them I just don't I love kids. I don't trust them to handle thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. (laughs) 
So that's my own take. I think Arthur, the cartoon Arthur scarred me because there's an episode that stands out in my mind as a kid where DW, his sister had the rings and they like flew and went into the organ, I think. And (laughs) that's all I think about. It's all I think about. I haven't seen it in 20 years. In your mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's been over 20 years since I've seen that episode. Cause it's not like I watched it when I was 14 and I'm about to turn 34, but oh man, that I think that was what set off my wedding planner anxiety at a very yeah, that is so funny yeah that's a and smart then, idea like if you're gonna have them carry the actual stuff don't give it to them in advance like literally no. give it to them the second before they're about to walk <laughs> mm-hmm. and please 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 just consider the dummy rings consider yeah. not giving the child the rings. yeah and again like they don't have to carry the actual rings like that's fine too mm-hmm. yeah all right Two things I think are really important to address, and I guess Mm -hmm. they kind of bundle into the same thing. Basically, what it boils down to is don't expect the kids, even if they're junior bridesmaids, depending on the age or something like that, to spend all day with you and to travel around with you. Because A, that gives you a different vibe. Yeah. Like if you have a ton of bridesmaids and groomsmen who are close to your age and they're your friends and you're getting a party bus don't bring a kid on the party bus. Um, Don't plan to have kids have a super long day. So that means don't have them on site the whole time while hair and makeup services are happening. Yeah. And don't bring them around to every portrait location. Do for kids more what you do for parents and grandparents, where they arrive a little early so you can get the family photos, the immediate family photos and get those out Mm -hmm. of the way. And similar to grandparents like a lot of the time the plan is if my grandparents are feeling good we'll get them there early for portraits otherwise we'll do portraits during cocktail hour a lot of the time depending on the age that's the same as you do it for kids because yeah lord knows they need naps oh yeah for sure that's a good plan (laughs) yeah so break up their day have a plan for how you're going to manage things if they're cranky or if they're tired which are kind of two sides of the same coin yeah have snacks. And just don't expect them, <laughs> yeah, don't expect them to behave and to have the same structure of the day as an yeah. adult would, because it is very different for them. And that's pretty overwhelming. Yeah, you just want it to be as stress-free as possible. And again, like Kate said, like, if for some reason they cannot perform the duties that you have enlisted them to do, like, that's fine. Like, if they, you know, get stage fright, or if they're nervous, like, kids get anxiety too, like, it happens. You definitely don't want to force that situation. And just make it as light and fun as possible. And if they decide that they don't want to do it, don't make them feel bad. I don't see this very yeah, often, exactly. but I have seen it. And it's just like, don't make your five-year-old feel bad. That they got nervous and didn't want to walk down the aisle. Like it's not a big deal. Your whole wedding isn't hanging yeah, I, on the balance of whether this person walks down the aisle or not. Yeah. And I would say like, this is probably what you've seen too, where I don't see someone mm-hmm. actively trying to make the kid feel bad. Like how could you yeah. everything's like none of that. I would die if I saw that. But there is some of the just too much pressure to do it. Like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Especially at the rehearsal, which I can guarantee you nine times out of 10, if you don't just ease that kid's anxiety and kind of let it go at the rehearsal and double yeah. down on the pressure, it's going to be even worse for the wedding day. So the more yeah. you're chill about it and you just act like it's a fun thing and it's no big deal, mm-hmm. the better the kids are going to feel. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Cause I think sometimes people forget that like, even though kids are kids and they're young, like, you know, they still have some level of emotional intelligence and it might not be as developed as an adult, but it's like, they still, um, like they can still pick up on that. So it's like, if you're, you know, showing that you're disappointed or upset that they didn't do the thing, 
they can feel that and it might impact them wanting to do it on the actual day. So just keep it light, keep it fun, you know, Mm -hmm. not too much pressure and it'll be, it'll be good. For sure. I think a couple other points to consider, and these are just little side things, uh, especially if you're blending families. Mm-hmm. So maybe your your fiance has some kids and you have a kid or maybe whatever the configuration may be, gifts to the kids on the wedding day are a really thoughtful, special yeah. way to incorporate them with a nice little note and just a moment carved out for the two of you or however many of you so you can tell them how happy you are to have this experience with them, to have Mm -hmm. them be part of your family. Um, Taking that time is really important, especially if you're becoming a step-parent, to just show appreciation for the kids and to make them feel special and to make them feel a part of things. Yeah. And that's always just really sweet to see too. It is. Uh, And kind of tailing on that. So obviously you'll get photos of these moments, right? Mm -hmm. You will want to connect with your photographer on, hey, what's your policy on sharing photos of kids? Because that's kind of all over the place. Some people will do that. I don't do it unless I've had permission. Permission, So I very rarely Mm -hmm. share photos of children. Uh, But even if you haven't really told your photographer, hey, totally fine, like post photos of the kids, there's nothing really stopping them most of the time from a contract perspective from doing so because they Mm -hmm. do have license to share these images for promotional purposes as they deem necessary most of the time. So have that conversation early if you're concerned about that at all. Just, hey, what's your approach to this? How do you handle it? Uh, I would say most photographers, what do you think? Like they won't share pictures of kids. Yeah, it's not something you see very often, but yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make any assumptions. Again, just, you know, ask if you feel some type of way about it, ask, or if you think if the kids aren't necessarily your kids, maybe they're like a family member's kids and you're not sure or how they feel about it or don't want to assume one way or the other, how they may feel about it. Um, It never hurts to just have that conversation and just ask um, so that nobody is upset if they see a picture of their child as your flower girl on the photographer's Instagram page. Yes. Or like even you posting it. I know that when I have kids, I'm going to be extremely private with them. Like I don't want anyone knowing their first and middle name. I don't want Mm -hmm. anyone seeing a lot of information about where they go to school or anything like that. So I would be upset if I saw that information shared somehow, or even a picture of my kid when I didn't know it was coming up. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really nice to just consider that in advance and have a plan for it. And you might be fine with it. You know, you might say, hey, no, totally fine. Like, these are my kids. I love this picture. Put it on the front page of your website. It's great. Yeah. But you want to, you want to check in on that just to make sure you're all on the same page. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we've missed. I don't think so. I think the only other thing is more related to COVID weddings and that's, Mm. oh, crap. Now you're pregnant and you're about to get married. What do you do, especially with the dress? But that's more about some other things than actually incorporating kids in the wedding. So I think we can save that for a different episode. Yeah. Well, I'll write that down as a, another episode option <laughs> topic. That is that is a very common thing right now where yeah. there might be another postponement because of a pregnancy or the dress plan totally changes or we, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. We're just considering different things because, hey, life is different now. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's kind of fun. All right. Well, 
thank you everyone for listening. If you want to find us, Allison, where can they find us? Uh, so they can find us on Instagram at IBWC underscore podcast, or they can send us an email at itty bitty wedding, itty bitty wedding committee at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's where we hang out. That's where we spend our time when we're doing podcasting. So send us a message, um, follow us, like subscribe, send us an email. We love getting messages from you guys. Um, so yeah, send us a note say hello thank you and we also have another user user listener suggested (laughs) episode next week so we are just going in on these suggestions yeah if you have a good topic suggestion keep them coming we love doing these yeah send us more suggestions it takes a lot of pressure off of us to have to come up with topics yeah, guys, we don't want to use our brains. Don't make yeah. us use our brains. We record this after a busy work day. We want to chill. We want to shoot the shit. Yeah, exactly. And talk about the parent trap and how they got those beds on that roof. Um, <laughs> but we also just um, like we love being able to answer your questions and make sure that we're covering topics that you guys are interested in hearing about. So keep those coming. We love them. And they're usually like they've all been very like you know, super unique and like, you know, super fun to talk about. So we love, love, love getting those topic suggestions from you guys. Yeah, it's really great. Thank you so much. You're doing all the legwork for us. We like yeah. it. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you as always for listening, for supporting, for reaching out, and we will see you next week. Bye.